Josh Robbins, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Josh, thanks for making some time for us. We appreciate it. Happy to be here. Um, a lot of the reaction I was able to gain over the weekend, Josh, from from the Washington side of things, and that's reading comments and, and you know, fan reaction, is that there's a great deal of relief that Bradley Beal is gone. And I know this is a painful end because of the little return that Wizards got, but do you sense the same thing, that Wizards fans are maybe a little bit glad that Bradley Beal's finally off their books? Yes, I think that's exactly right. There, it, it's uh, mixed feelings. They're happy he's gone, not because he's a bad guy or did anything wrong, but they're happy he's gone because it now gives the team a clear direction and a direction where it's legitimate to think that they might one day become a contender again. They're going to rebuild. But there's a lot of anger and upset that the no-trade clause limited the return the Wizards are getting and that they're not getting much of a head start on a rebuild. So there was a lot of hope, and then a lot of that hope evaporated. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, what kind of player for for basketball fans in Phoenix who might not have watched a lot of Wizards basketball, uh, paint a portrait and a picture of who Bradley Beal is on the court? Very smart guy. Tremendous acceleration to the basket. Can really score. Three-point shot in recent years has been uh, below standards, although last year he shot almost 37%. Um, he's a willing passer. He's going to be better offensively in Phoenix than he was in Washington because, and especially in recent years, when he would come off a screen, he'd be met by two guys. And he had very little space to operate. In Phoenix, you can't do that. Not with Brad. Because they have Durant. Because they have Devin Booker. And so I imagine that he's going to just love to have the space that's created by playing next to two elite scorers. I think he's going to be really good, maybe even great for Phoenix as a scorer um, to the extent that he could score 30 points if that's what was necessary. But playing next to the two guys he's going to play next to, uh, that's probably unlikely for all the right reasons. Josh Robbins of The Athletic, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. I spent some time yesterday going over the last two seasons because uh, one of the numbers that jumps off the page, Josh, as you well know, is the number of games missed. 74 games missed over the last two years. And tracking the reasons for absence, it's basically that for the last two years, Bradley Beal has been a member of the Injury of the Month Club. Uh, How big of a concern was that, and should that be for the Suns moving forward? Some of it should be a little bit, of, a pretty important chunk of it shouldn't be. What shouldn't be is this uh, torn ligament, ligament he had in his non-shooting wrist. He was actually taking a charge in a game in Memphis, fell backward, braced his fall, and tore a ligament in his wrist. That's um, that was actually a hustle play he made. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it's not um, that's not his fault, and not to say the others are his fault. But the others are worrisome in the sense that he's had some hamstring injuries, uh, I believe, to both legs. He's mm-hmm. had some um, some muscle issues in, in both legs. And that's, that's going to be on Phoenix's athletic training staff to help him prevent. And Phoenix's athletic training staff used to be thought of as the very best in the league. I don't really know where it stands now. But 
it's those muscle injuries that should be a concern. Right. Some of the, the, the missed games are not really, shouldn't be so worrisome because the Wizards purposely shut him down at sure. the end of the last two seasons in order to enhance their lottery odds. But the, the muscle, the leg muscle issues, that, that I think is a, is a concern. All right, so what are the plans? What are the Wizards going to do with Chris Paul? I, clearly, he wants to play on the West Coast closer to his family. I, I don't think that, that he received the news well at, at the very beginning. There are reports that the Wizards might trade him off uh, to the Clippers. Your thoughts on where that thing is going? Well, I think that is ultimately where it's going, that he'll uh, be routed to a contender. And, yes, he's upset, and he didn't like uh, – judging by his Good Morning America appearance, that he didn't like that he learned about it from his son, but and rightly so. But yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a super smart guy, one of the smartest out there. So he knew that a trade was likely. I mean, this was brewing days ahead of time. Um, yes, he wants to play a contender at age 38, and I imagine both L.A. teams are going to try to try to get him now. And the Wizards would love to get uh, a valuable pick and maybe a young player. I, I don't know how successful they're going to be in, in getting both, but if they could get one, it might salvage some of the some of the disappointment that the return that they received for Brad was so low. Josh Robbins, who covers the Wizards for The Athletic, also the co-host of The Athletic's Bullet Points podcast, is our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Um, maybe it's out of sheer need uh, in roster holes being filled, but I read about and watched a lot of highlight videos of Jordan Goodwin, and I'm excited about that part of the the, the deal too. Should, should I be that excited, Josh? Yes. I'm not saying he's going to be an all-star. I'm not going to say he's going to be a starting point guard. But Jordan Goodwin is a guy who is tough, gritty, He's got an outstanding feel for the game. He'll defend on ball. Uh, for a six foot two guy, he rebounds like nobody's business. He's he's tough. Uh, I think Suns fans are going to love him. And that's I, we, you and I. You asked about kind of these mixed feelings here in Washington about the trade. Well, when that came out, that really felt like a kick in the stomach to Wizards fans, to the point where. I find it very difficult to understand why the Wizards would include him here um, because he's one of the very few player development success stories the Wizards have had in recent years in the sense that he kind of he was undrafted, came out of nowhere, and he earned his spot and played well. Um, he's going to be a rotation player, I think, for the Suns. He can be that. And um, I don't understand why the Wizards – traded him was it because brad insisted on it and that they're both from st louis and brad was uh, kind of his mentor maybe but i i knew brad had a tremendous amount of leverage but i didn't know he had that much leverage. yeah well and that's <laughs> and, yeah yeah so some fans are going to really like jordan goodwin all right, let's let's end it on there because clearly this no trade clause has been a revelation for a lot of people in in the NBA. Brian Windhorst called it about a week ago. Um, where where do the Wizards go with their anger when they're the ones that gave him the no trade clause? And and I I think we all kind of are startled at what kind of leverage that yields a player in the NBA. Well, look, I love Brian Windhorst, but. 
this was called a year ago. A year ago. And 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 the Wizards owner, Ted Leonta, said, oh, I view this as a point of partnership. Yeah. You know, we're doing right by Brad, and this is going to bring people in. Well, that didn't happen. Uh, with a no-trade clause, there are certain requirements. You have to be in the league for a certain number of years, and you have to be with your team for at least four. So, again, I don't understand why the Wizards felt like – in order to land the plane to re-sign Bradley Beal at five years, $250 million, when they were the only team that could offer him that fifth year, and there were so few teams with cap space to do it, they felt like they had to do it. And there's never been an a understandable answer except that Brad had leverage there somehow. You know, he's got one hell of an agent, <laughs> and – who also happens to be the father of the CEO of the Sun, so that's yeah that's helpful. <laughs> um, but that was, I mean, that really hurt the Wizards in this case. Really hurt them, yeah. and it helped the Suns. And here we are. Yeah, great Josh, insight, man. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate you making time for us.